Welcome to Standard Chartered India Money Insights, a podcast series that brings you topical insights and local perspectives on India's markets from the experts. Hello everyone, I'm Vinay Joseph, the Head of Investment Products and Strategy at Standard Chartered Bank India. Today, we bring you another edition of Views from the Street, where we delve into market insights from industry veterans and market experts and how it should help you look at your investments going ahead. Today, we are joined by Anubhuti Sai, Executive Director, Head of South Asia Economics Research Standard Chartered Bank. Thank you, Anubhuti, for taking time out and joining our podcast. Thank you, Vinay. Let's start with the most pressing question on investors' minds since we've just had the budget. What are your key takeaways from the union budget and what is its likely impact on the economy? I think if you look at the India's FY24 budget, it maintains three themes. First, on gradual fiscal consolidation. Second, improved quality of expenditure. And third is the ongoing drive towards central government-led capex growth. This is evident from various statistics. The fiscal deficit for FY24 has been set at 5.9% of GDP from 6.4% in FY24. The quality of expenditure continues to improve. Even though central government spending and fiscal deficit are higher as a percentage of GDP by 150 to 200 basis points vis-à-vis the pre-pandemic average, expenditure increase is mostly composed of CAPEX. And it is because of this CAPEX push by the central government that the combined CAPEX, which is combined CAPEX at the center, states and public sector enterprises level, that it has stayed supported in recent years despite challenges posed by the pandemic and the war. While public sector CAPEX has been slowing down over past few years, this has been fully or more than offset by increased central government CAPEX. A census that probably combined CAPEX slowed to 6.2% of GDP in FY23, but it rose to 7% of GDP on an average for FY18 to FY22 which is almost 100 basis points higher than the previous five years average. And our sense is that CAPEX in FY24 is again likely to revert towards 7% of GDP mark. If I look at the rates market, the good news was from the cross-borrowing, which has been pegged at 15.4 trillion for FY24. And since it was at the lower end of the market expectation, it has further added to the positive center. Thank you, Arubuti. Moving to rates, how do you see policy rates both globally and in India? And are we close to the peak for this cycle? In our view, we are close to the peak rates both globally and India. In fact, a few central banks like the Bank of Canada have already indicated a pause after hiking recently. If you look at the Fed's commentary on Feb 1st, it showed a shift from an unconditionally hawkish tone to a conditionally hawkish tone. Fed continues to point to ongoing hikes, but referred to the pace of hikes rather than the extent. Effectively, in our interpretation, Fed has turned data dependent. For India, we expect the MPC to deliver its last rate hike of 25 basis points at the Feb 8th meeting, after aggressing hiking in 22, which has been the case for other central banks. Now, of course, a view of peaking global and Indian rates is contingent on moderating inflation and growth in both the U.S. and the Indian economies in 2023. Given our expectation of a shallow recession 
and moderating inflation in the US. We expect 50 basis points of rate cuts by the Fed in 2023 starting in September. In India, we however are not expecting any rate cuts in FY24. Given that India is an emerging economy with twin deficit and has high susceptibility to crude oil prices. As an emerging market, India needs to maintain a differential of 200 to 300 basis points with the Fed funds target rate in our view. So that's a baseline view. I think it's important to keep an eye on how the risk scenarios can emerge to our baseline view and in that context it will be interesting to see how the divergent views of the markets and the central banks on the interest rate cycle converge by end of 23. Markets today are largely pricing in goldilocks scenario where moderating growth and inflation rate inflation moderating growth and inflation trigger rate cuts by end of the year. On the other hand central banks and that includes the Fed as well as the RBI have been reiterating that rates are likely to stay higher for longer. They want to see a sustainable decline in inflation. Given unexpected events over the past few years, it will be interesting to see or to keep an eye on whether growth holds up better than expected and the market reaction if central banks do not deliver rate cuts as quickly as the markets anticipate currently. Thank you Anubhuti for that answer. Moving to the third question which we have is on India's macro fundamentals. This has been quite strong compared to peers. Do you see this continuing in this year and this fiscal year of 2024? India's strong fundamentals in our view are well evident in three metrics. And our sense is this trend is likely to continue in FY24 too, especially amid the backdrop of political stability. First, India's growth is relatively resilient. We forecast GDP growth of 5.5% in FY24, a moderation from 7% in FY23. However, 5.5% in our view is a reversion to trend growth, with the US expected to contract by 0.2% in 2023 and the EU hardly growing. India's performance at 5.5% is a good performance. Second, medium-term growth prospects in India are still strong amid a focus on containing inflation. The recent budget presentation again underlined the continued focus on capex rather than transfer of purchasing power which is good from inflation perspective. Thirdly, India's external sector is strong. Import cover is still close to 9 months. Various features and articles from the policy makers show that they consider macro stability and strong reserves, FX reserves to be the first line of defense. and we think this policy approach will continue in fy24 and years ahead finally uh, what are the risks do you see to the economy we think global risks remain a major source of uncertainty for india whether it is related to crude oil prices elevated global rates or global growth slowdown financing requirement for the current account deficit remains sizable and any shock could pose challenges for india's external sector We estimate that India's current account deficit will improve to 2.6% of GDP in FY24 from 3% in FY23. However, the absolute deficit financing requirement will still be large at 100 billion dollars. I mean, of course this is assuming a crude oil price of a crude oil price average of 90 dollars for next financial year. Now, FDI flows can only fund 40 to 45% of this current account deficit financing requirement. 
if the Fed keeps rates higher for longer than expected, this could have ramifications for external sector management in emerging markets, including India, as portfolio investment and other flows may turn more cautious. The other risk is if domestically, private sector investment recovery does not happen, say due to lack of demand visibility. If that turns out to be the case, then it can dampen medium-term growth prospects or delay the recovery process. Thank you, Anubhuti, for joining our podcast and sharing your views and outlook for the economy in the coming year. I'm sure our clients will gain valuable insights through this conversation. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered India Money Insights. Stay tuned for the latest updates and market trends by subscribing to our podcast. For more information, reach out to your Standard Chartered Relationship Manager or visit www.se.com.